1490 Sports Betting Radio, your home with a better network. The second level. Whose last name would you take as your own if you had to pick one? Asman, Desiree, no, or Shander? It's not Asman. Ron Asman? Yeah. I think you'd have to go Tony, right? Ron Shander isn't terrible. Ron Shander sounds like a real estate agent. Ron Desiree or Ronnie D. Ronnie D is yeah. great. Tony D, Ronnie D. You guys are a couple of brothers out there. The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Everybody was giving a dream of how this season was going to end up each and every one of them. You got to look down on yourself and figure out what you're going to do. Are you willing to fight, stretch, punch, kick, pop them, punch, run, 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 It's your time, South Jersey, and our time on AM1490 Sports Betting Radio for Extending the Play with your host, NFL insider, John McMullen. Today's program is presented locally by the Malamut Law Firm and REMAX Real Estate and powered regionally by Bet River Party Poker and Dunkin' Donuts. Now, here's John McMullen. Well, it's another Saturday as we get ready to talk a little Eagles football inside the AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio studios. And this, of course, is extending to play. Rich Kenyon is here with our host, John McMullen. Johnny Mack, two weeks in the book. And I, I have a feeling we're not at panic just yet, but the Philadelphia Eagles need to get a win. They are desperate for a win after falling to the Rams. And, of course, tomorrow, Sunday, they will take on the upstart new look led by the sensational rookie thus far, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals. But more importantly, they got to get a W. Yeah, they really do, Rich. I mean, week three, as you mentioned, it's not the end of the world. It's not time to panic. But if you kind of look forward and you want to play pessimist, uh, you can't go 0-3 when two of those losses are against arguably – Bottom five teams, yep. and that's what the Washington football team is. That's what the Cincinnati Bengals are still in rebuild mode. So it's getting it's getting late pretty early for the <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. They need to get a win. And, and with the Cincinnati Bengals, they have a little bit more juice, but I've called this kind of all week an identity bowl because I don't see an identity for either of these two teams yet, and, and they're both searching for that, I think. Uh, Look, it's a Saturday, and I always believe you can still dissect a game even before you start to preview a game. And we kind of know the importance of this game Sunday for the Eagles against Cincy. But again, it was another bad performance against a good Rams team where I went back and I watched that game again. Carson Wentz did not play well. They had, you know, again, lackluster drives, falling behind, playing catch-up. The linebackers got exposed. They got exposed by a tight end who nobody even heard of probably going in to week two. And then also what bothered me the most, not only was the vanilla play calling, but just the no juice. But, you know, the Eagles got manhandled at the line of scrimmage at times. And then you look at some of the uh, ground and pound attack by the Rams. We always talk about yards after the catch by the receiver. How about yards after contact with some of these runners again uh, for the Rams that really uh, did a heck of a job. But once again, it seems to theme two weeks in and going into the season, the line, the quarterback, the head coach, all under fire. 
Yeah, and add the defensive coordinator into that. Absolutely, well. Schwartz. Yep, and absolutely. it was interesting with Jim Schwartz because he kind of fell on his shield for his defensive players uh, during his press conference, which, by the way, really resonated with the locker room because Brandon Graham himself said he thought he was going to go in, watch the film, and just get uh, cussed out for playing so poorly. And that's about everybody on the defensive side of the football and I, I will give Jim credit because I don't believe for one second, Rich, that he thinks his game plan was the issue against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the players were awful. Uh, but he took that tact because, and this is where, you know, I, I think people get hung up on scheme, on play calling. We just mentioned that. On X's and O's when it comes to coaching. Biggest part of coaching, I've always said, managing personalities, keeping everybody on the same page. You look at a guy like Adam Gase up the turnpike, just terrible at that. I I mean, and that's been the strength of Doug Peterson. So, you know, you look at Jim Jim Swartz, and everybody wanted their pound of flesh, especially when it came to Nate Gary, uh, who had a terrible game. He he didn't give it to him, and they were upset. You need Nate Gary in week three. You don't have anybody else. Which, which... That's an alarming statement to make when you really think about it. And again, it goes back to what wasn't addressed in the offseason. And I think it's very interesting you bring up a coach in Adam Gase because you're right. The Jets have come out flat the first two weeks and ill-prepared. And when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, again, falling behind. They did it again last Sunday to the Rams when they fell behind 14-3. to Going to the locker room 21-16. to They caught that break with the, uh, the, the muff on the punt. But you just almost got the sense that... You know, this was not going to be their Sunday. They were always no. going to try to, even when they countered, the Rams would counter with a long drive or a scoring play. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned Cooper Cup, who had a great game except for that punt return, which was a bad decision to catch it at, I, I think, the four-yard line. Uh, and then the force fumble, the Eagles are right back in the game. And I think a lot of people forget you know, if they score, remember, they're going down the field, great drive. Uh, Carson Wentz gets a little bit greedy, tries to force the football into J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. A lot of things about that play. Poor route by Ortega-Whiteside, not sharp, kind of drifts away. That's been a theme with him instead of coming back to the football. Carson's late on the throw. But from my standpoint, I look at that and say, this is first down. This is not a time to be aggressive at all costs and say, I'm going for the kill shot. As an elite quarterback, if you're an elite quarterback, you know, you put that one back in your holster, whatever. You might throw it away. You might throw it over his head. You might extend the play, uh, shameless uh, plug for this show. Do whatever you have to do to live to play that second down. And all of a sudden, the momentum isn't back for the Rams. That play... Momentum goes right back to the Rams. Game over. Yeah, and it's a team's best friend in football. I mean, especially when you're driving and you have those red zone interceptions because it's it's a seven point swing. If they go down and score, it's a fourteen point swing. It's a it's a drive killer, if you will. How about rushing from a Rams standpoint? A buck ninety one, four point nine yards per tote. Darrell Henderson Jr. twelve carries, eighty one yards, averaged almost seven, and yeah. he had that one touchdown run where basically he just willed it into the end zone. And the funny thing about that is, all week leading up to the game, the Eagles defenders verbalized what was coming. They knew what was coming. They knew Sean McVay. They played him twice in the past. I mean, there's always huge turnover in the NFL, but you knew 
the misdirection. You knew the pre-snap motion. You knew this was an alignment and assignment game, as they call it. Uh, eyewash, discipline, all these buzzwords. You heard it from every single defender again and again and again. And then when the real bullets start flying, everybody's chasing. Everybody is trying, and that's what Rodney McLeod said. We didn't trust each other. Everybody's chasing plays, and I think that's exactly what happened. So it wasn't Jim Schwartz's game plan. That was just a way to keep the psyche of his defense together by not throwing them under the bus like some coaches would do, and I give him a lot of credit for that. But it's a talent issue, especially when you talk about linebackers. Oh, guys look confused. I yeah. mean, give credit to McVay. They, they drew sure. up the plays. I'm, I'm, I mean, Sean, there's a reason why – Anybody who's ever had coffee with Sean McVay can get a head coaching interview in this league. There's a reason for that. I mean, he's really good at what he does. And by the way, Zach Taylor, where did he come from? Sean McVay. And that's what you're getting with the Cincinnati Bengals. They don't have the same kind of talent to do the same kind of things yet. But And that's why I talk about identity. That's what they're shooting for. And the fact that they want to be that type of explosive offense. And uh, they haven't gotten there yet. But... Identity is it for each of these two teams. Elephant in the room again. Carson Wentz, 26 of 43. Obviously, he had a sling at 43 times. They were continuously playing from behind. 242, two interceptions. Offensive line did a good job. They contained Donald. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue tomorrow against Cincinnati with a feared pass rush, if you will, and some injuries and some um, lack of depth with their linebackers as well and defensive ends. But the bottom line is, you know, the quarterback, he's got to play better. And it's... I don't want to say it's bizarre, but it's almost a rarity when the head coach has to come out and, again, got a little uh, salty with some of those questions, had to redefend at times the quarterback, but yet also made a point to, hey, you know, the, some, of, some, of the, some of the plays, some of the throws, he also has to know better. So it's almost like, I don't want to say he's talking out of both sides of his mouth, but I, I think there, <laughs> I think what's happening is there is a level of frustration. And I'm wondering, is it scheme? Is it play calling? Is it not executing? Or do you believe at times we have quarterbacks in the NFL that simply kind of just go rogue? Well, Carson definitely goes rogue at times, uh, and that's almost, I, I think the best comparison has been Brett Favre when people talk about try to compare Carson Wentz to players. not He's not at that level. I don't want to, that's a Hall of Fame quarterback. But just from the attitude, the mentality, he's always trying to press things. So he definitely goes rogue. I, I think there's definitely mechanical problems. And you bring up Doug Peterson. He said there are no layups uh, in the NFL. Think about that, Rich. If an NBA player said there's no layups, you'd laugh at him because a layup's a layup. Right. And there are layup passes right. for right. NFL quarterbacks. Swing pass, smoke screen, whatever. You can get uh, some confidence by giving an, a, a quarterback an easy uh, completion early in the game. Coach, coaches talk I, about it all I. the time. Sim- simplifying, the off- simplifying the offense a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, but – there's there's a there's a give and take there because the strength uh, up Carson Wentz is being aggressive, and that's what he does well. I think it's more of a mechanical issue personally. And if you look at this off season, we've talked about it a lot, Rich. Virtual off season, no on field work, OTAs. Carson had a kid; he had his first child. Uh, he didn't do a lot of football work right, this off right, right. And this is preseason for him. It's preseason for everybody. It's just been a little bit worse for him, and. Uh, the regression to this point is kind of shocking. 
But you hope uh, this is preseason. And by week three, that's where we are. Week four continues to get incrementally better. Can you deem tomorrow kind of a, I mean, I've said it sometimes, and you'll hear it on the TV, you'll hear it with the talking heads. This could be a get-right game for the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, this is as get-right as it gets in the NFL. Favored by five against Cincinnati, and a winless team down. as well. So people yep. don't believe that. I think it started at six and a half. It did. It dropped. It dropped. So. Yeah. I think they're also looking at the Eagles. Couple games coming up as well. At Forty ers who again Mullins is pr- really get to start against Giants. Really banged up, uh, but then on the road against the Steelers and then the Ravens. And listen, the Giants and the Cowboys. Giants are playing harder. Not a good football team. And then you got to worry about the Cowboys. So the next month, yeah. I mean, the NFC East. I said that's what the Eagles have going for them. The NFC NFC East isn't very good, but they're in that. They're not very good. So to say they're going to beat the New York Giants. Like people said, they're going to beat the Washington football team. Well, they didn't beat them because they're bad right now, too. And and to kind of come full circle with your opening thoughts before we hit the break, it it doesn't get – it can get late early in the NFL, right? I mean, because now all of a sudden next week you're a quarter of the season in, you find yourself staring down the barrel one and three, you blink and it could be Halloween, and this team can basically be out of the playoff picture, as crazy as it sounds. I mean, uh, you know, in some ways, overreaction Monday is going to be something (laughs) else on the fix with Ryan Ronstein here on AM 1490. We'll be talking about that game afterward. If the Eagles lose it, man, hold on to your hats. All right, what do we have coming up on this Saturday edition of Extended We're going to have Nick Fierro from the Allentown Morning Call as we give you a deep dive on Eagles versus Bengals. As we said, we got one of the best beat writers in town each and every week here on Extending the Play. All right, so we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back on the other side. As Johnny Mack mentioned, we got a lot of Eagles to get into, a lot of Eagles to dive into. You can follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen and, of course, uh, uh, don't forget AM1490. Follow us on Twitter at AM1490 Sports Bet. Quickie timeout. We'll come back on the other side. The 26th of September, creeping on October on a Saturday down the shore. This is Extending the Play. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now, bostonscottgolf.com. Use the code HARRY and save 20%. The second level. Whose last name would you take? 
as your own if you had to pick one? Asman, Desiree, no, or Shander? It's not Asman. Ron Asman? Yeah. I think you'd have to go Tony, right? Ron Shander isn't terrible. Ron Shander sounds like a real estate agent. Ron Desiree or Ronnie D. Ronnie D is yeah. great. Tony D, Ronnie D. You guys are a couple of brothers out there. The Second Level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute, presented by Russell Roofing and Exteriors. Potential upcoming storms may leave you and your family with unexpected roof damage or property damage. Russell Roofing is here with emergency services and wants you to consider these suggestions. Things you can do from the ground. Look for cracked, damaged, or missing shingles, moss, loose nails, and uneven or indented shingles. Inspect your gutters and downspouts for dents and an accumulation of roof granules. And when you have a question, call Russell Roofing at 215-887-7800 for answers. Inside your home. Take notice the water spots on the ceilings in your attic. Look for water damage in particular rings around the nails on the ceiling and feel to make sure there is airflow. And most important, don't delay. Go to RussellRoofing.com. Two S's, two L's. That's RussellRoofing.com. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute. I'll see you at home. Finding the right lawyer for your legal issue can be a daunting task. Researching the internet, calling law firms, and trying to get a lawyer on the phone can all be a nightmare. And then you might not even find the right lawyer for your situation. My Lawyer Tree takes the hassle out of finding the right lawyer. Go to MyLawyerTree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE. That's MyLawyerTree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE and let them do the work for you. It's free, quick, and easy. My Lawyer Tree. When you need a good lawyer, now. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the Sportsbook. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your home with a better network. You're listening to Extending the Play with John McCullen across the Jacob Media Network on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Welcome back, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. This is Extending the Play on a Saturday morning. The deepest dive you'll get on the Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals. And remember, uh, Rich, this is not a team the Philadelphia Eagles are typically used to playing. So it, it, it's kind of a new environment for him. Number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. And to get all the info on not only the Eagles, but the Cincinnati Bengals, want to welcome in my friend Nick Fierro from the Allentown Morning Call. Nobody does a better job uh, covering the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, good morning, Nick. How are you? Hi, John. Great intro. I, I should add, too, you, uh, you mentioned that this is a team that they're not used to playing. It's also a team they're not used to beating. You know, I'm looking at the career. I'm looking at the seat at the uh, at, at the series. You know, they only played 14 times, and the Bengals have won nine of them. Yeah, it is kind of amazing. You think about obviously when you're out of your division in the NFL, you don't play each other a lot, and you see these trends from that perspective. And there's so much turnover in the NFL. I, I don't know how much I can put into it, but then there's also sort of that mental block when you don't have success against a particular team. Uh, 
And that's what seems to be what's going on with the Bengals. But, Nick, you you mentioned, well, focus on the Eagles. Then we'll get to Cincinnati on on the second uh, part uh, of our time with you. But I, I think you have to start with Carson Wentz. I mean, where else can you start? And from my perspective, I, I see a regression as far as mechanics. And, I, I, I mean, it's got to stop. Doug Peterson all week saying there's no layups in the NFL. There are layups. So what have you seen? What is going on with Carson Wentz? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, he stuff creeps into your game. You know, I look at the I, I, with, with some quarterbacks, maybe not all, but, you know, you don't really uh, uh, stay on top of your mechanics. Things will happen. It's kind of like the golf swing. It'll, it'll, stuff will creep in like a virus will creep in, and it'll, just, it'll wreck you. And with Carson, I don't know that it's uh, – it's something that it's totally broken him, but you can see where he's doing things. A few analysts have already broken that down this week about how he's overstriding on some on some plays and he's turning his foot in. Where I don't know if that's the cause of all this, but maybe it's a place to start and it's something for him to look at and you know get take care of in the offseason. If you remember, like he hired a personal. Uh, quarterbacks coach to work with between his first and second seasons and that seemed to work out pretty well for him he came out and had the best season of his career and was probably going to be the mvp if he didn't get injured in december but um you know since then it's been a hodgepodge just kind of hit or miss it's been up and up and down and now um yeah he's not even making the simple throws and and then uh, when he tries to make the, the tough ones um you know they don't work out either because they they really it, it wouldn't matter whether he was it wouldn't matter whether he had great mechanics when he was trying to hit JJ Arthiga Whiteside right I mean yeah that's it, true that, I that mean, was going to be picked off no matter what how he threw it uh, that should have <laughs> even been thrown so it's not just the the throws themselves the decisions behind them so he's got to get out of that rut and pretty quickly and uh, maybe uh, and I suggested that this week maybe it had to do with. Maybe he needs to get more involved. You know, it seems like when the Eagles go to the no huddle and they, they try to do pace and, and he's uh, at the line calling signals kind of like Peyton Manning, uh, he's, nobody's going to be quite like Peyton Manning and take control of an offense. But when he's doing more, it, it seems like uh, he's, uh, he does better. Um, so uh, maybe from that, you know, in that respect, you have to give him a little bit more. Uh, of a leash and and, uh, and let him go to town and uh, give him more freedom to, to call plays and change, or at least change plays. But uh, I, and I, I'm not really sure. I, I think uh, what I do is they have to figure out a way to, to win this game, or they could. The season is really going to go. Yeah, it's there was already stuck be... on the ball, but it it really goes downhill if they lose this game. Yeah, I, it's interesting to me because you mentioned uh, it's like a virus. Well, we we're dealing with a virus, and obviously COVID nineteen. And I brought this up earlier in the show, and I want to get your thoughts on it, Nick. And we're talking with Nick Fierro from the Allentown Morning Call. Uh, you know, Carson not only like everybody else. I mean, everybody was in the same boat, but nobody had an on field off season. Everything was virtual, so no OTAs, no mini camp. He also had his first child, uh, and he wasn't thinking a lot about football. So I, I mean. If you think about it from that perspective, no preseason games, this would be, you know, the third preseason game. So you've seen a lot of sloppy football. He's been worse than most, but 
I think when you add in the personal aspect of it, maybe that could be an explanation for the regression of mechanics, or maybe John DeFilippo's a taskmaster, Press Taylor isn't. I, I, I mean, there's a number of options, but I wanted to get your theory. Yeah, I, I just think that uh, it, it's probably the uh, the first thing that you mentioned. It's just the fact that things have changed in his personal life and your uh, your priorities change. Not that he doesn't care about playing football anymore, but he's got new things going on and he's got a, a balance now. And, uh, and he didn't have the offseason to work, work on. And those are kinds of the things that he was counting on uh, that, that, that maybe helped him in the past. And now he doesn't have them, and now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, uh, maybe uh, he's missing the coaching. Well, I, I don't know that he's necessarily missing the coaching, but he's, he's missing the uh, that routine that he got into. And that all changed. And maybe he's a guy, I feel like he's a guy who needed it more than most. And uh, he didn't have that. And I think we're seeing that with a lot of players on the Eagles. Um, you know, not just him, but uh, but it's, especially with, with Carson Wentz, um, uh, I think he needed that. I, I think that he was hurt more than most players by not uh, most quarterbacks by not having an off season. Well, Nick, what are those other players? It's JJ Ortega Whiteside. You mentioned the big play that really shifted momentum, and I think there was a lot of blame to go around. I mean, one thing about JJ, he tends to drift on his routes. They're not sharp. I think Carson was late on the throw, but now all of a sudden you fast forward. And Jalen Rager is probably headed to IR uh, with the torn UCL in his thumb. All Sean Jeffrey got back to practice limited, but he's not going to be able to go this week. Hopefully, he'll be able to go against San Francisco in week four. So the Eagles, this might sound like a, a little bit of a hyperbole, but the Eagles have to rely on J.J. this week. And this might be his last opportunity to turn this around in Philadelphia. He'll get a chance somewhere else. But with Alshon coming back and other receivers, if he keeps performing like this, it's going to be DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. It's never going to stop. What What is going on with J.J. Ortega-Whiteside? Yeah, I know. I, I thought that uh, looking at the way he played in, in camp, he had, it seemed like he had a pretty good training camp. Um, you know, we were all kind of expecting, I thought, uh, I was expecting more of them this year, and then we've gotten less. Uh, I'm just not sure, and you're right. I, this might be the last chance. And I don't even know if he does get the chance. I mean, last week they were in 12 personnel, what, like 80% of the time? Yeah, 81% so, uh, of the time. He might not even be counted on all that much anyway. I mean, they, they might have already moved on in that regard. Um, you know, Deshaun Jackson's in there. That They're only, yeah, he, they're not going to have Austin Jeffrey, so only four wide receivers. So they might, I guess, activate uh, uh, Deontay Burnett. They might do something like that with a practice squad guy. But uh, we'll see what happens, how, how that plays out and how many snaps it gets. I was surprised that Greg Ward hardly played at all last week either. It seems like they've lost confidence in John Hightower, too. Well, they so, should have after that week one. They should have. Yeah, and um, and so now, yeah, I, I want to see how much uh, they actually try to go to J.J. in this game. And um, uh, my feeling is maybe they won't. Maybe it'll, it'll be kind of the same, and um, they, they won't really target him all that much. Well, uh, no, I would be surprised yeah. if they did. 
Nick, uh, uh, Nick Fierro with us on, on uh, extending the play, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. He's from the Allentown Morning Call, does a great job covering the Eagles. And you bring up that 12 personnel. We talk about that a lot. 81% was the number, as you mentioned. So I, 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 I looked it up this week, Nick. The rest of the NFL, if you take the 31 other teams, the average, and remember the Eagles are in that, of 12 personnel is 19%. Uh, can you win in the modern NFL where everybody is trying to spread you out? Everybody, You saw it with the Rams. Everybody with the pre-snap motion, the jet sweeps, trying to, to stretch you vertically and horizontally. Can you even win with 12 personnel? And that's acknowledging how good Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard are. Yeah, that's a good question. I think you can, but you have to be really sharp. I mean, you're going to have to go down the field, and you're going to need 14 plays to score a touchdown instead of four, right? I, and you're going to need uh, to, to not have penalties, and uh, you're going to need your offensive line to be on point, your backs to be on point, and, and not to have any uh, plays where you get behind the chains, and you know, now all of a sudden you're third and 15. And uh, – uh, you can, but I don't know that this offense is sharp enough. And you also have to have a quarterback who's right on top of it um, and, and somebody who rarely makes any mistakes. So with the, with the way this team is set up, no. I don't think they can win playing 12 that much, uh, that often. And so they have to figure out a way to get big chunk plays, even if defenses play them soft like the Rams did last week and maybe establish the blueprint on how to beat them both offensively and defensively with uh, soft coverage on defense and misdirection on offense. And, and teams that don't run that kind of offense uh, that the Rams run, which is kind of unique, might want to incorporate whatever they have in their own playbook uh, and, and just emphasize that against the Eagles, at least to, until the Eagles prove that they can stop something like that. But, but yeah, I, I don't know that the Eagles can, can go and, and put together more than one 14-play drive, 12-play drive, uh, where they can't get chunk plays, uh, more than one, maybe two of those drives uh, per game. And the way their defense is going, it seems like they're going to need to score 30 to win. So, no, I, I think this would be a disaster for the Eagles um, if they keep coming, up, uh, keep coming out in 12. All right, Nick, we mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Eagles don't see them that often. That means the fans don't see them that often. So after the break, I want to pick your brain uh, about Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, and the Bengals Saturday edition here, AM 1490, extending the play on Sports Betting Radio. Uh, We'll be back after the break. and preferred personal injury and workers compensation firm specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need managing partner adam malamut's history in south jersey is heralded with recognition and awards yet his approach to law is rather simple to serve each and every client until justice has been served get connected with adam at malamutlaw.com and let the power of malamut and associates represent you when it matters most malamut and associates south jersey's best 
DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muehlbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. The second level. Whose last name would you take as your own if you had to pick one? Asman, Desiree, no, or Shander? It's not Asman. Ron Asman? Yeah. I think you'd have to go Tony, right? Ron Shander isn't terrible. Ron Shander sounds like a real estate agent. Ron Desiri or Ronnie D. Ronnie D is great. Tony D, Ronnie D. You guys are a couple of brothers out there. The Second Level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Finding the right lawyer for your legal issue can be a daunting task. Researching the Internet, calling around to law firms, trying to get a lawyer on the phone can all be a nightmare. And then you might not even find the right lawyer for your situation. My Lawyer Tree takes the hassle out of finding the right lawyer. Go to MyLawyerTree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE. That's MyLawyerTree.com or 833-LAW-TREE. And let them do the work for you no matter your legal issue. It's free, quick, and easy. MyLawyerTree.com. When you need a good lawyer, now. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 215- 987-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. You're listening to Extending the Play with John McCullen across the Jacob Media Network on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Welcome back to the show, Extending the Play, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, your deepest dive into the Eagles-Bengals you're going to get in the Delaware Valley. And and one of the reasons why is because we have such great Eagles beat writers on each and every week. This week it is Nick Fierro. Uh, from the Allentown Morning Call. How long have you been on this beat, uh, Nick? Oh, uh, since 2004, full-time. So my uh, first year on the beat, they go to the Super Bowl, and it was downhill from, from that <laughs> point for a while. So you're, so you're to blame. Now nah, we uh, you got Super Bowl 52, so that, that erased yeah. all memories of everything, at least. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, but, I, you know, it was there for the, 
for for a while now. This you know, seven, this would be my seventeenth season, and uh, yeah, a lot of changes over over that um, that span. And I was doing them a little bit uh, here and there before that, uh, but didn't jump on full time until '04. Uh, but so it's it's been quite a bit, and uh, uh, it's been a pretty good ride with this team. It's just amazing. Uh, it really wasn't that long ago, but but to see how many changes that have happened just since '04. Uh, till now. Yeah, I mean, really that's, in a lot of ways, that's what the NFL is. And Doug Peterson kind of says, and Jim Swartz says as well, I mean, there's constant turnover in this league and, and from year to year. And we mentioned the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, uh, obviously, that's a team uh, the Eagles don't see that much. And when they do see them, as you mentioned, they're not uh, very successful, typically. Uh, but this is a new group. It's Zach Taylor uh, and, and obviously the brother, the older brother of the Eagles passing game coordinator, Press Taylor. Uh, Sean McVay, acolyte. You just saw what Sean McVay was able to do uh, to the Eagles. And Joe Burrow, the number one overall pick in, in April's draft out of LSU. Everybody saw the success. And I, I don't know if you've got a chance to watch uh, the Bengals uh, uh on video, on Game Pass, or anything like that, Nick. But I'm really impressed with the poise that he shows. They have more juice than they than they have in the past couple of years. Because Joe Burrow looks like he's going to be a star in this league. He does. I watched him against Cleveland. I didn't see him the first week, but uh, the uh, yeah, he does. I mean, he, you know, whenever you chuck the ball up there, however many times it was against the Browns, and it's like I don't know. 60 passes, 61 pass attempts. I'm here out. You know, you don't, you don't turn uh, not one of those balls out of those 61 was an interception, and that's that's what's really impressive is he, he's not turning the ball over. Um, one interception in uh, 97 pass attempts. That's pretty darn good uh, for first two games in, in the NFL as a rookie, and um, and he he can make plays. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure what to make of him yet, as far as uh, it being a, a guy that, that's that's a real strong weapon that, that can carry a team, though. Because maybe we should pump the brakes. I'm, I'm looking too that uh, I know he can extend plays, <clears throat> but can he beat you down the field? We know he can make big throws, long throws, but as long as pass completion so far is 23 yards, his yards per attempt 5.4. That's pretty anemic for an NFL quarterback. And so, uh, a 5.2, excuse me, that's pretty anemic for an NFL quarterback. And so, you know, I think that the Eagles will trade those checkdowns, the short passes, um, you know, for, for make, making sure those those uh, receivers are covered down the field. And, and they feel like they'll, kind of like the other teams feel with the Eagles, eventually uh, make a mistake and, um, and, uh, their offense won't be as effective that way. But i got to say, uh, doing it that way, they still put up 30 points against the Browns last week. That's yeah. more than the Eagles have scored this year. So if you look at the Bengals, and I, I've kind of called this an identity bowl because I, I can't find an identity for the Eagles or the Bengals yet. It's more understandable for Cincinnati because, as you mentioned, uh, they have a rookie quarterback, and even though he is the number one overall pick, you expect growing pains. Uh, so I look at this and say, okay, what? how are they going to attack the, the Philadelphia Eagles defense? And, and I look at those receivers, and A.J. Green is six foot four, 
Uh, T. Higgins is a rookie. He's six foot four. Tyler Boyd is about six foot two. And then I look at the Eagles' corners and Darius Slay and Avante Maddox, Nikel, Roby Coleman. They're all undersized. So if I was going to forecast a path to an upset for Cincinnati, I think it's got to start with those receivers. What do you see from that aspect? Yeah, absolutely. The big size advantage there and how the Eagles are going to get them down, you know, once they do catch the ball, they're going to make some catches, let's face it. Um, You know, no matter how good Darius Slay is, he's going to give up passes. And and so – uh, how are they going to do this? Uh, my my big biggest concern is it, it's the discipline on the defense. Uh, what we saw last week wasn't there on the back end. Um, their corners fighting on play fakes, and uh, you know you can't have that. Avante Maddox, uh, they, they all did, and I, I thought uh, that yeah, you really have to be on point there. And these these receivers are really big, and they present a big problem. For a, especially when you have a quarterback who who's pretty poised in there and, and he's pretty accurate, fairly accurate anyway. And um, so there's going to be a lot of passes up there that the corners can't really do anything about. And it's, that's, that's going to be maybe the key to the game. I, I think so. Because we've seen that, that, that they, they've been running the ball a little bit better, but with, with Mixon has been a little bit better. But Mixon really hasn't been what they thought he was going to be. Um, as as a runner and the running game in, in general, uh, I, I think that uh, for the for the uh, Bengals to win the game, they're they're going to have to do it uh, thrown to these big wide receivers. Uh, Nick Fierro with us from the Allentown Morning Call AM fourteen ninety Sports Betting Radio Saturday edition here of Extending the Play, and you bring up the running game. I. I, I I want to transfer that to the Eagles because if you look at it from the Eagles' standpoint and their identity, which they don't have one yet, uh, the Bengals are 30th in the NFL. Granted, small sample size, Nick, but only two weeks, but they're giving up about 190 yards on the ground. The only thing the Eagles have done well offensively is run the ball a little bit after the fumble last week with Miles Sanders. So he recovered well. If there's any game that Miles Sanders should probably touch it 25 times, this is it. Yeah, and he did. I think he had that about last week, too, even uh, uh, between the passes and the runs, and I think so. Uh, he could have even more uh, runs than he did. I think that's, that's what's going to happen. They're going to try to control the ball. I think they're going to need to control the ball. You know, necessarily, you know, he was traditionally – yeah, I mean, before Doug got here, anyway, we're a team that, that that was really concerned about, even under Andy, and especially under Chip, they weren't really concerned about you know having a, a time possession advantage. But I think in this game, they're going to need to do that, and uh, and that the running game will help them with that, uh, and, and uh, that's what they're going to do. Uh, and I think they'll probably try to stay committed to it, even if they fall behind in the game early, and uh, and they they certainly won't, you know. Uh, if they get up seventeen nothing like they did against Washington, they're certainly going to run it a lot more uh, in, in you know a game like this. And having Miles Sanders back really made a difference in the running game. Look what happened last week um, that that fumble notwithstanding. And that's another thing, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Miles Sanders talking into the game, he goes, "I'm not making an excuse, but I didn't have training camp." 
I'm not, and he said it a couple of times. Yeah. I didn't have training camp. I'm not making an excuse. It sounded like uh, an but excuse. But I think that I think that there was something to that. I mean, I don't know how prepared the Eagles were, were in general to play 60 minutes of football. You know, coming out of the shoot, uh, I, I didn't agree with Doug's uh, decision to only go live twice during camp, uh, only because there was only there, there were no preseason games either, and uh, there weren't any joint practices where you go a little bit harder. And so were they all prepared? And in Miles Sanders' case, he basically didn't practice all summer. And now you're throwing him into a game. And uh, I wasn't surprised that the ball popped loose at all. Um, so, in fact, I was, I was really surprised, even more so, that he finished as strong as he did. I just think that speaks for his talent and his uh, ability as a rising star in this league. Uh, I project him to have a big year if he doesn't have another injury setback. And I think this will be a big game for him tomorrow. Yeah, Nick, you bring up a good point with the intangibles, and that's one of them. I, I mean, when did the Philadelphia Eagles become the Philadelphia 76ers when it came to load management? I, I mean, everybody. Deshaun gets a day off every week. Malik Jackson, Fletcher Cox is injured. He'll be questionable. But he's had so many veteran days. Any, Jason Peters, obviously, anybody over the age of 30, they seem to have gone overboard. And when you don't have a lot of preparation – Maybe it's a good idea to prepare from your standpoint. And then the second aspect is the crowd. I, I mean, that was weird last week. And typically, <laughs> typically, if you have a rookie quarterback coming into Lincoln Financial Field against a Jim Swartz defense, look at those numbers. It's not going to end up well for the rookie quarterback. But you don't have to deal with that if you're the opposing team now. So how does that affect this game? Yeah, very much so. I, it's uh, just a whole strange situation. They can't feed off the crowd noise. Uh, a number of players have made that remark that we have to bring our own juice. It doesn't seem like they've really done that very much. And uh, the other teams, I, I, they only played one home game. But I, I saw the Rams do, uh, doing a lot of celebrating last week, and the Eagles not so much so, uh, even when the game was still a game. And uh, it seemed like the, the Rams were enjoying themselves a lot more than the Eagles were. And when that situation occurs, that's really tough to overcome uh, at home, and uh, whether there's fans in the stadium or, or not. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big dynamic, too, that they have to adjust to. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I thought it was kind of interesting that Fox, we didn't hear it because I, I heard people, <laughs> people were texting booze, me. Yeah. Fox was texting, was uh, piping in uh, booze. That was great. Uh, Very realistic. But at least Carson wasn't hearing as as he was coming (laughs) off the field. (laughs) Yeah, that was was great by Fox. All right, last one for you, Nick, and we want to thank you for jumping on uh, AM 1490 since it is sports betting radio. We got to get your prediction. Eagles, Bengals, 0-3, or are they start, stop digging? And that's the first way to get out of the hole, stop digging. Who wins, Nick? Yeah, I, I guess if I, if I really wanted to be uh, to have a hot take, I'd predict like a, an eleven eleven tie. <laughs> but no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I got the Eagles winning twenty seven to twenty three. All right, thank you, Nick Fierro from the Allentown Morning Call. Check him out. Uh, nobody does a better job covering the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and we'll be back with Rich Q after the break. Eagles Intel here on AM fourteen ninety Sports Betting Radio. Extend the play.
Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. The second level. Whose last name would you take as your own if you had to pick one? Asman, Desiree, or Shander? It's not Asman. Ron Asman? Yeah. I think you'd have to go Tony, right? Ron Shander isn't terrible. Ron Shander sounds like a real estate agent. Ron Desiree or Ronnie D. Ronnie D is great. Tony D, Ronnie D. You guys are a couple of brothers out there. The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Finding the right lawyer for your legal issue can be a daunting task. Researching the Internet, calling around to law firms, trying to get a lawyer on the phone can all be a nightmare. And then you might not even find the right lawyer for your situation. My Lawyer Tree takes the hassle out of finding the right lawyer. Go to MyLawyerTree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE. That's MyLawyerTree.com or 833-LAW-TREE. And let them do the work for you no matter your legal issue. It's free, quick, and easy. MyLawyerTree.com. When you need a good lawyer, now. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute presented by Russell Roofing and Exteriors. Potential upcoming storms may leave you and your family with unexpected roof damage or property damage. Russell Roofing is here with emergency services and wants you to consider these suggestions. Things you can do from the ground. Look for cracked, damaged, or missing shingles, moss, loose nails, and uneven or indented shingles. Inspect your gutters and downspouts for dents and an accumulation of roof granules. And when you have a question, call Russell Roofing at 215-887-7800 for answers. Inside your home. Take notice to water spots on the ceilings in your attic. Look for water damage in particular rings around the nails on the ceiling and feel to make sure there is airflow. And most important, don't delay. Go to RussellRoofing.com. Two S's, two L's. That's RussellRoofing.com. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute. I'll see you at home. Hey, South Jersey, Rich Kenyon is reminding you we've expanded Back Your Play. We're now happy to announce you can catch me every Tuesday and Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. More passion and insight and opinion, sports betting, knowledge, and interviews from those in the know. So now catch me every Tuesday and Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on South Jersey Sports Talk Leader, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, always live and online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com.
You're listening to Extending the Play with John McCullen across the Jacob Media Network on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. John McMullen on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. We got to get that re re redone, Rich. <laughs> Uh, coming up next Saturday on Extending the Play, uh, McCullen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, that's like... <laughs> like... I'm sitting here, I'm going, wait a minute. Because a lot of times, you know, I don't uh, put the headphones on until the last second. And then you go, oh, wait, did somebody else come in the studio? I'm, I'm looking around for, for my doppelganger. Evident, you know, that happens to me all the time, Rich. Uh, people, people call me John McCullen. I don't know, for some reason... I, I guess the visual, and this is all over. When you know, if you're at the DMB, and, you know, and now it's the MVC, they'll say, "Okay, Mr. McCullen." Now it's John McMullen on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> we'll clean that up. Don't worry. Um, I said this to you during the break. We always talk about the get-right games. I just want to get your thoughts real quick on this before we hit your final segment. Offensive line in Cincinnati, it's got major issues. you got Williams, you got Hopkins, respectively. You're talking about left tackle center, the only things that are guaranteed. Bobby Hart was out there. He got abused by uh, Boza. I think Jim Turner, the uh, offensive line coach, is under fire. If anything, look, two weeks in, this could be an opportunity for the Eagles to at least get a semblance of a pass rush. I mean, if yeah. Burrow's slinging it 60 times, and you know Cincinnati's playing from behind. Well, the problem is Fletcher Cox uh, didn't practice yep. Yep. on Wednesday and Thursday. He was able to get out there a little bit on Friday, but that's not a, a serious practice. That's more of a, a, a walkthrough type environment. So, I, I mean, that hurts your interior pass rush if he can't go. And Fletcher's one of those guys, by the way, that's going to play. If they leave it up to him, he's going to try right. and play. So they might hold him back. Uh, and if they do, Javon Hargrave just got back last week. He's got to step up. Malik Jackson, but one of the few Eagles that has played pretty well, I would say, through two weeks. But then you talk about those edge rushers. Derek Barnett's another guy who didn't have a preseason because of a hamstring injury. We didn't mention him before. He got out there, I think, for 23, 24 snaps. Didn't oh, you do mean anything. the next Reggie White, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he broke. Line. I don't know if you heard this, Rich, I but am. he broke Reggie White's uh, I, sack I did, record. I did, I did. Like, what does that matter? People get all, oh, you think he's going to be Reggie White? But, you know, the Eagles need him out there. He's been a competent player when healthy. The problem is, hasn't been healthy. Uh, and Brandon Graham coming off a concussion scare. Didn't, didn't Never was diagnosed with a concussion. He did not play well typically to the standard that he sets against the Rams. So basically everybody has got to step up their game. Josh Sweat has played pretty well. I think that surprised a a little bit of people. But uh, overall, this is a team, you know, we often talk about, you know, if you think about baseball players, Rich, somebody's hitting 400 early in the season. You talk about regressing to the mean, and, you know, you're going to come down from 400. Eagles have to progress to the mean. They just have to play like they typically play instead of falling off the rails as yeah. they've done in the first two weeks. And I think that'll cure most of the ills against a bad football team from a talent standpoint in the Cincinnati Bengals. But we do want to get the Eagles intel. Uh, and, and that's where we kind of discuss some of the behind-the-scenes things going on with the Philadelphia Eagles. One of the most interesting things I uncovered this week with Press Taylor 
who's uh, the passing game coordinator. Essentially, he's the de facto offensive coordinator. Doug Peterson kind of confirmed that yesterday, that all the offensive coaches filter through Press Taylor before they get to Doug Peterson. A lot of people thought that was Rich Scangarello, uh, a more veteran coach who was the offensive coordinator in Denver last season. Kyle Shanahan, sort of uh, pupil, and wanted to bring more of these play-action looks. So, you know, Press Taylor... I, I, you know, not a ton of experience, very young coach. He, he looks younger than he is. Looks like he got a 25-year-old trying. And I, I, I don't want to go the ageism route because I, I don't think it's something you should do. There are some very effective young coaches in this league, just as there are some very effective old coaches who often get written off by saying they're old school. So I don't like to go down that path, but – to me, it's more of a proven thing. I, I, I think the Eagles wanted to keep Mike Rowe. I don't think. I know that. And I think this change has been a bigger uh, a hiccup than most people expected. It's it's interesting insight, and that's something that I really didn't um, put too much stock in. And Again, it... I think the reason you bring it up, and it's valid, it's a very valid point, is because we're talking about uh, a quarterback in Carson Wentz who is still a young quarterback, young in his career, where, you know, we're looking at that maturation process, the progressions, and you're right. I mean, it's almost like, well, who's really handling Carson to some extent? Um, Listen, I I think this, two things are going to happen here, right, before we get your predictions. It's a get-right game. It's going to be an ugly win, and a win is a win, and then you try to right the ship over the next several weeks. Or they lose this one tomorrow, and we said this in jest last week with Hurts, right? Third down play, is he out there? I haven't heard you talk about this. Um, Maybe you did on Ryan's show, but can you envision a package tomorrow where we see him out there a couple times? Yeah, I mean, he was out there three times against the Rams, and, and, he, and he was in three different positions. He played running back on one. He, he played uh, outside receiver, and then he played in the slot. Three plays, two of them got first downs, and, and they were successful. He was a decoy, though. So I expect that to expand. And at some point, we know the Eagles' history. They're going to throw the football. Whether it's Jalen Hurts, Greg Ward, at some point they're going to run a <laughs> trick play and throw the football. So I, I don't think there's any doubt that's going to expand. Now, that's the good news. The bad news, I didn't see the Rams losing their minds when Jalen Hurts no, was No, they didn't panic. No, didn't panic at all. So it's not like I, I'm saying it was this great innovation. Uh, it was just another package, and it happened to be successful, which had a lot more to do probably with the execution of the offensive line and getting two first downs. But – yeah, I mean, that's going to expand, and, and, and that's going to be part of this offense. He's the backup quarterback now. That's the bigger issue to me. Yep. Because Nate Sudfeld is number, two, is yep, number yep. three yep. now. And if Hurts you do is, yep. need Jalen Hurts, is he ready to play 60 snaps with no offseason? That, to me, is the bigger issue. Prediction. Uh, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me three times, I'm an idiot. <laughs> And I'm an idiot because I'm picking the Eagles. Get well game. I, I don't think Cincinnati is capable of scoring a ton of points. I just don't see it yet. So I, I, I have the Eagles winning 23-17. Listen, it's the NFL. It doesn't matter if you win ugly or win pretty. This It's week three. They have to win this game. I'm sorry. You have to win this game. 
I'm going to say it's a 21-16. I'm going to say it's a white we're, knuckler. We're in the huh? same. Yeah, we're in the same. It's a, it's a one-score game. Yeah, yeah. And if there's another Carson Wentz mistake, oh, it boy. could turn things really, really negative. All right. So, look, we will uh, catch you back in the saddle next Saturday. I know you'll be on with Ryan during the week on The Fix. And uh, always good stuff, my friend. Hey, overreaction Monday is going to be exciting. It always is. And stay tuned next week. Until next week, keep extending the play here on 8 a.m. 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Uh, Eagles, Bengals, hey, must win. Like switching to Geico. 